You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Inside access here on a Thursday, and it's 5 o'clock. You know what that means. Let's head out to the Ashley Furniture Guest Hotline, Bobby DePaul. Happy hour with Bobby Bobby D., who joins us, courtesy of the Bobby DePaul Charities and those who support him. And Bobby D., as we always do, explain the song. It's Steelers week, and one of the winningest coaches in NFL history, Mike Tomlin, still has his team hanging around and in contention for a playoff berth. The demise of the Steelers has been greatly exaggerated. Congratulations to the Ravens for reaching the playoffs. And the next goal is to win the world championship. So let's talk some Ravens football. Whoa, whoa. What what about the AFC North? Are we conceding that to Mike Brown and the Cincinnati Bengals? Is the goal to win the division title or to win the world championship? That's really the question to me. Looking at the situation with Lamar Jackson, I'm thinking world championship takes precedence. The best chance to win it is with a healthy Lamar Jackson. So why put him at risk now Mm -hmm. for a division title? Let Lamar Jackson rest the next two weeks or anybody that is nicked up or deemed valuable to sit. Don't tell the guys to plan. Play the guys in the first half this weekend and then rotate backups in the game hmm. after halftime. The seeding really doesn't matter unless it's about the first seed. The key to me is getting everybody rested and healthy and then take a shot with a healthy Lamar Jackson. Nobody cares if you win the division title and then lose in the first round of the Super Bowl tournament. Head coach John Harbaugh and the Ravens can't say what I'm saying. So I'm saying it for them. So get ready for it. All right, it's been a minute since we talked to you, buddy. Uh, what did you take out of that Falcons game? Now, I answer this question by breaking it up and talking about the offense first. You know, I'm looking at three keys to why the Ravens won. Number one, no turnovers. Tyler Huntley tried to give one away with a fumble, yes, but did. Ben Powers, you know, fell on it to save the day. It could have been a disaster, a big momentum changer, especially after the Falcons came out of the, you know, start the second half with a 17-play drive, yes. ending with a field goal, you know, closing within a touchdown. That fumble was at the Ravens' 42-yard line. That was a big non-turnover. Number two, the run game. The Ravens continue to run the football both inside and outside. Mr. Inside Gus Edwards led the day, averaging nine yards per attempt. And Mr. Outside J.K. Dobbins averaged 4.8 yards per attempt. The Ravens rushed the ball for 184 yards overall. The Ravens are doing a great job changing up their blocking scheme to keep the outside power run game going. And really, nobody has complained in weeks about the Ravens, you know, not being able to run the ball. Mm -hmm. If anything, they wanted to run it more. Yeah. I did notice the Ravens' crack PR staff tried to change the names from Mr. Inside and Mr. Outside to Lightning and Thunder, but here at 105.7 The Fan, we will stick with our nickname we came up with back in 2020, guys. Okay, number three, red zone. 
Yeah. Glad to see the ice was finally broken with the Ravens throwing their first touchdown pass to receiver since week three against the New England Patriots, and that was Devin Duvernay. If you're wondering why the Ravens can't run the ball in the red zone since they do it so well and have so much success between the 20s, it's because the field shrinks and the safeties are a lot closer to the line of scrimmage with the back of the end zone, right? What, you know, right? They, they become like extra linebackers mm-hmm. in the box. That's really the issue there. You know, years ago, uh, you know, when I was coaching on defense in the NFL, the run and shoot was real big between the 20-yard lines. And then when they got, you know, we would always used to say defensively, hey, when they get down to the red zone, we just got to win the red zone because it, it shrinks the field. They don't have the spacing to operate with. You know, overall, the Ravens still, you know, struggling in the red zone. They only converted one of four, 25%. They now rank 30th in the National Football League with a 46.3 conversion rate. The top five teams' average conversion rate is 69.5%, with Philadelphia leading the way with a 72.2% conversion rate. The fifth-ranked red zone scoring machine is Kansas City. You know, maybe pull some tape or ask one of the three <laughs> receivers that played for Andy <laughs> right. for some help. You know, you got Demarcus Robinson, yep. John Jackson, yep. you know, even Sammy Watkins. Yep. It's a copycat league. And these guys ran the plays for Andy Reid. I'm just saying, you know, take a, take a take a shot. You know, or it could be they're thinking like me, you know, why waste our best stuff now when we can have it ready for the playoffs? That might come into play. Okay, defensively. Uh, what an impact Roquan Smith has Oof. made on this defense, guys. I mean, right now he's my team MVP. I mean, there's no, 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 there's nobody else that has had a bigger impact on him right now. Okay, number two, the two-minute issue right before the end yep. of the half continues to be a problem. That's now five out of the last six weeks. They have given up the field goal, given the situation, and haven't forced a punt since week seven against Cleveland. The good news is the Ravens only stopped you know, since week seven was against the Steelers three weeks ago. <laughs> and that was an interception by Patrick Queen on that tight end seam route. You know, the one we alerted everybody about <laughs> during our Friday segment yes. before the game. They obviously were listening. <laughs> we're talking to Bobby DePaul. It's inside access here on the fan. Bobby D, you had told us how dangerous Kenny Pickett could be before the first Steelers game. He obviously barely played in that game. What do you see from the Pittsburgh offense now? It's funny. In week 18 last year, I paid a tribute to Big Ben Roethlisberger, and I said he wasn't you know, the first and he won't, won't be the last pocket quarterback the Steelers would have, and they would find another one. I just didn't think it would be this fast. I mean, the Steelers are 5-2 and two since their bye week, and if the Ravens, you know, if the Ravens MVP Roquan Smith didn't knock out Kenny Pickett on the third play of the yeah. game in week 14 – you know, maybe the Steelers would have been considered one of the NFL's hottest teams right now. Kenny Pickett and the Steelers come to Baltimore this weekend riding a three-game road winning streak and playing with a lot of confidence. You know, last week, you know, after returning from his concussion, Kenny Pickett threw a game-winning touchdown pass with 50 seconds remaining on the clock to beat the Raiders with everything on the line. Kenny Pickett completed seven or nine passes and drove the team 76 yards for the game-winning touchdown throw. When was the last time the Ravens drove the length of the field and won the game on a TD throw? Guess what? I know that answer. The last time the Ravens accomplished that feat was in week five of 2021 on a Monday night game against the Indianapolis Colts Mm, in overtime. That was the Lamar 400-yard game, yeah. 
Yeah, this just gives you an idea of how hard it is to accomplish what Kenny Pickett did the other night in freezing temperatures. The biggest thing that sticks out to me is the balance the Steelers have between run and pass. Mm -hmm. In the last two games, running back Nigel Harris has only averaged 3.3 and 3.6 yards per attempt, but he is getting the touches, 16 and 24 respectively, the last two weeks. In week 14 against the Ravens, Harris only averaged 2.8 yards per attempt and only had 12 touches in the losing effort. Last year, when we talked about Harris, you know, the 16 touches was the big thing. This year, he's getting kind of nicked up, and, you know, they've been in a transition, so I can't really talk about it overall for this year. But this is what their formula is. Get them 16 touches. Last year, they were 7-2-1. So that's their winning formula on offense. The other thing that sticks out to me is the play of their receivers. Number 18, Deontay Johnson, has come to life, guys. And rookie number 14, George Pickens, you know, both these guys are playing with a chip on their shoulder. So when you throw in a slot receiver, number 82, Stephen Sims, tight end Pat Fryermuth, and this rookie running back they got, Jalen, uh, number 30, Jalen Warren, yeah. you know, Warren, the Steelers are assembling a pretty talented receiving group and the Ravens secondary will have their hands full on Sunday. There are a lot of dimensions. When you talk about, you know, from a defensive perspective, you look at, you know, the dimensions that they feature. You know, years ago, the greatest show on turf, they had five dimensions that you had to really be concerned about. You know, these guys are getting those numbers, four or five dimensions to their attack. Everything's adding up. They're executing, and they've been getting better every week, guys. Ravens obviously ran all over Mike Tomlin's defense, uh, Bobby D, but it looks like their rush defense has really bowed up since then. The number one thing I see is a healthy T.J. Watt and a very active Cameron Hayward, who was just named defensive mm -hmm. player of the week after the Raiders game. I did see the Steelers make some adjustments with their front seven. Number 41, Robert Stelane, has been playing a lot more in the starting lineup with uh, Miles Jack, so he has you know, been attacking a lot better than Devin Bush downhill. I also see the Steelers using some wrinkles by aligning, get this, a 6-2-3 look. I mean, it really, I mean, really, mm. talk about beefing it up. It's a four-down line scheme with two linebackers, two outside linebackers, and then three deep, they, they pull safety off the field. They're also, they also have another wrinkle where they line up T.J. Watt at middle linebacker and have him blitz the play side B gap between the offensive guard and offensive tackle. These are wrinkles that are referred to as junk defenses. Some, you know, something that catches the offense, you know, off guard every now and then. I'm sure Mike Tomlin, coach Mike Tomlin, uh, got, got on them after the Ravens game. Mm -hmm. And the guys, you know, they've responded. They're playing a lot harder at the point of attack. My bet is nobody wants to be the reason why coach Mike Tomlin has his first losing season, you know, losing season either. Both Carolina and Vegas, you know, the Raiders, you know, they have two legit running yeah. backs in Deonta Foreman, who was just named offensive player of the week this week. And Josh Jacobs at the Raiders who leads the NFL in rushing right now. So they, you know, they've gone against two top backs and shut them down in back to back weeks. So that's, that's impressive. Bobby D any other observations? I mentioned in week 14, the Steelers have, have been really attacking the ball in the secondary, and now they rank number one in the NFL in interceptions with 17. They had three the other night against the Raiders. The Ravens will definitely want to win on first down this week, 
you know, to help manage and stay out of third and seven plus situations. If the Ravens can have success on first and second down and put themselves in third or three or less situations, that will that will force the Steelers to defend the run instead of allowing them to just jack it up and rush the passer aggressively, you know, get enough deal. The Steelers have three legit pass rushers, TJ Watt, Cameron Hayward, and Alex Highsmith, and they are playing as good as they played all year right now, guys. I want to give you an update on the Steelers' first quarter stat. The Steelers are now 6-0 and after leading in the first quarter, and they're now 1-8 and when trailing after the first quarter. The Steelers were trailing the Raiders 7-0, so the, the other night was the first time they actually rallied to win uh, for the year. Okay, we always talk about the officials. Yes. The head referee for Sunday's game is Land Clark. This crew has thrown 160 yellow flags this year, and 51% have been thrown on the home team. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of been fairly even. In games played under this crew, the home team only has a 28.6% chance to win the game. Wow. So that means the visiting team has a 71.4% chance of winning the game based off the officials. Bobby DePaul, please let the people know about the Bobby DePaul charities and those who support them. ID Technologies, Dell, and Ruckus Networks are proud to support Bobby DePaul charities, a means to provide help to kids who struggle from unexpected hardships. Together, this team is committed to giving back while helping deliver world-class wireless networking solutions to federal agencies who need to be able to seamlessly connect over secure, reliable Wi-Fi networks. Visit www.idtech, that's I-D-T-E-C dot com forward slash the fan to download our free wireless stress test report showing how the Ruckus Wi-Fi 6 Cloud Managed Access Points outperformed its competitors. Please visit the ID Tech website and look for the Walking with Anthony Foundation donation link, a foundation that helps kids to pay for rehab from devastating spinal cord injuries. Ultimate football thank guy. Thank you, brother. Happy holidays. Happy, happy New, New Year. Year. Enjoy the happy hour, and thanks as always. Happy iguana. And I'll, be, and I'll be sitting right next to my iguana in Key West <laughs> celebrating New Year's with a shot of tequila. <laughs> Good <laughs> man. Thanks, brother. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.